Good evening, everybody, and welcome to High Spirits. I'm Jay Stegman, and with me, as always, is my pal... Noelle Schmidt. That's right. We do a show called High Spirits in which we drink alcohol and we talk about ghosts. We sure do. Yep, that's right. Uh, we are loving this Halloween season. It's the best. It's the ghostliest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I keep just buying new Halloween decorations. Ghostly things. Yeah, but they're but I like to buy Halloween decorations that look like I could keep them up all year long. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta look real close to find out if they're actually like a Halloween decoration. Yeah, and it's getting to the point where, uh, my person that I live with is not having it. Yeah. Well, you yeah. have some really your stuff is really creepy. <laughs> It is like Noelle isn't fun and around, right? She really creeps. You creep. I creep, but I like it. I was babysitting your daughter that one day, and um, well, that was a Halloween decoration. Well, I'm sorry, your daughter hates when I say babysitting. We were hanging out as friends. We were hanging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so we were, you know, just gal palling, and uh, she had me take down your favorite she was like mama's gonna be mad this is her favorite one and I'm like I'll take it down did you put it back up I did <laughs> <laughs> I, but I put it in where it's like not it's facing the window like looking out so she can't really see it ah uh, yeah because that was like right in the it's kind entryway. of mothman-esque it's spooks it is very when spooky. she pointed to that one I was like I can see the fear yeah <laughs> it's really I mean I'm a little creeped out by it too but it's really cool and I like it very much uh, I um, know when I texted you you were like oh no that's my favorite and I was like well she said that <laughs> <laughs> and then I came home and I told her that I was gonna hide it in her room oh my god you're the evilest and she she was like no we have this bat that we keep like hiding on each other yeah that's what she said yeah it's been fun it's a fun game for us you guys are crazy she's five mm-hmm. um <laughs> So, Noelle, on this show, uh, we drink booze. Who are you drinking? Ooh, I'm really excited about this one. It is Zinzilla, a monstrous, monstrous California Zinfandel. Ooh. Zinzilla, it will crush your soul. That looks cool. It's cool, right? Yeah, it's a full moon and a tree. It's like a tree that's turned into a, a or maybe like a grapevine. monster. It's a grapevine, you're yeah. right. It's burst from the ground. Mm-hmm. It's erupted. Zinzilla. Actually, now that you've said the word erupted, it really looks a little bit sexual. So yeah. let's put it down. Oh, yeah, because it's got the... Yeah. <laughs> really? I'm so immature. Um, okay. But it does. <laughs> that was Noelle snorting. Uh, I can't help it. Um, so I'm doing um, Oktoberfest. It is... Which uh, one? Baderbrow. Baderbrow. I don't know that. Or is it Baderbrow? Baderbrow. Probably Bader. Probably Bader. Maybe. Um, Bader, if you're from Wisconsin. Bader Brow. <laughs> Bader Brow. So yeah, let's go with Bader Brow. Um, right here from Chicago, Illinois. It's got the uh, Oktoberfest uh, realness. Yeah, it's got the uh, what is that? An eagle? It's got an eagle, yeah. and it's got. A, or is that? A, nope, that's a phoenix. Is that a, the sign of the? Uh, not is that the Nazi eagle? Uh, girl, slow your roll. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That's not. That's a falcon. This is a phoenix. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's rising from the hops. Yep, rising the, from the ashes. The ash, the ashy hops. Mm-hmm. Um, so we nicely segued right over the Nazi conversation, and now we we're moving into something uh, not as scary, but certainly scary. Noelle, what are you doing today? Well, I'm going to talk about Nazis. Nope. Um, <laughs> that's for our other podcast. <laughs> Nazi talk with nope. Jay and Noelle. <laughs> the worst I'm idea just, ever. I'm just kidding. We would never. And of course, it's anti. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, we would never. That's... I don't know why we had to check in with the people about that. Of course, it's anti. Um, No, no. Today, uh, I'm... But also, to... um, since we're not going to use that idea, if you're if you're out there and you'd like to call your show Nazi Talk, or it's I guess anti-Nazi Talk. Anti. Hopefully, it's anti. Um, anti. 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 <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Let's begin. Yeah. When the Perrin family moved into the Arnold Estate of Harrisville, Rhode Island, in the in December of 1970, they were given just one piece of advice by the previous occupants: for the sake of your family, leave the leave the lights on at night. Holy shit! Dun dun dun. Okay. <laughs> this is the story of the Perrin family. Uh, you might also know the story from the movie The Conjuring. Oh, oh. We're yeah. back with the Warrens' eyes. Oh, that was going to be a surprise. Oh, sorry. But, no, that's okay. Do you want to rewind it? No, I don't. Do you want to edit? No. 
<laughs> Sorry, guys. Nope. I've had to, I've taken a stab at editing, and I think we all know how that went. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry that I, I No, no, no. It's okay. I was debating if I, I, I knew as soon as I said it, people would know. In my, well, yeah, I'm a big. It's a Warren story. Yeah. With a twist. Ooh. Um, What's the twist? You're going to find out. You've Not... been dead the whole time. <laughs> Bruce Willis was living in the house the whole time. I think you just ruined the plot of Die Hard. Mm-hmm. I sure did. Yeah. We're, I get you're sorry, killing guys. it. We haven't done this for a while. Um... <laughs> Drink. <laughs> All right. So uh, Roger and his wife, Carolyn Perron. I think it's per- Perron. Ooh, God. Uh, I just had my first sip. That was... I don't know if I like it. Bitter? All right. It's got a nice color. Well, it's a little cloudy. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. Can I try it? Yep. I think you'll like it. All right. We're going to take a minute here for me to try this. <laughs> every, every time I don't like something. I'll probably get used to it. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. It's not, It's see, it's not very hoppy. Uh, and malty. that's why, yeah, it's malty. You like the hops. Yeah. I say nay to hops. Parent family. Parents. Um... <laughs> So in a, uh, they moved into this Rhode Island house with their five daughters. That's a lot of daughters. Andrea, Nancy, Christine, Cynthia, and April. Um, the home was built in 1736. Uh, it's a country home in Harrisville, Rhode Island, surrounded by 200 acres of land. And uh, they thought it was a great opportunity and a nice quiet area they had i believe lived near providence and uh decided that they wanted to have a quiet uh small town life yeah those five daughters five daughters beautiful beautiful daughters so do we know that is that a fact are you just saying no they i mean i've seen pictures they're all dark-haired beautiful girls okay i'm a big fan of the dark hair (laughs) i am biased um so, uh, let me tell you a little bit about the house. Um, eight generations have lived in the Arnold estate prior to the Perrin family. Many of them um, were met with uh, not-so-awesome fates. In the late 18th century, Mrs. John Arnold, a 93-year-old matriarch of the family, hung herself hmm. in the barn on the property. Um, she was actually just one of many suicides to take place on the property. Um, 11-year-old Prudence Arnold was raped and murdered by a farmhand in the house. No. Yeah. That's awful. Her relative Johnny uh, also hung himself in the attic. Um, Over the years, there were two drownings in a creek that ran through the estate and the deaths of four men who uh, mysteriously froze on the land several several years before. Um, They mysteriously froze? Yeah. Now, uh, uh... I'm not sure I'm I want, familiar with that. I want to I want to preface this, and I'll say this a little bit later, um, that not all of this, these stories are corroborated, and that some of this might have been uh, embellished Great. for uh, ghost people. Yay! Um, okay. <laughs> so in December of 1970, the Perrin family moves in. Um, the 70s, big time for hauntings. Oh man, all the hauntings are happening. All in the, the hauntings. So, um, from the first day, they start to notice some stuff. Uh, there are strange voices in the middle of the night. Furniture moving on its own was pretty common. Um, they, uh, they said that the spirits were mostly harmless. Um, and, uh, they were pretty friendly, especially to the kids. Um, the, the girls seemed to be the main focus of the friendly apparitions, um, they were fond of two spirits in particular. One of the entities was um, uh, potentially Mrs. Arnold, the one who had hung herself. Mm-hmm. Um, she would reportedly tuck the girls in at night and Ugh. kiss them on the forehead. Yuck. Um, I don't care if that's friendly. That's just like, it's yo. It's weird. It's a little, yeah. Yeah. I'm not into that at mm-hmm. all. No. Friendly or not. Are they wet kisses? <laughs> Like, like how do you cold know? to the touch kisses? Yeah, like how? What is that? And tucking you in, gross. Like, are they actually feeling the blankets move up? Like, she'd have to be able to, like, you know, do something. Yeah, yeah be able to make contact. She didn't manifest herself with kisses. Gross. Good lord. No thanks. Um, I wonder if she looked too like how she looked after she was hanged, or or she wasn't. She did she it hung to herself. Her, she hung oh. herself. But she was ninety three. When she hanged herself? When yeah. she hung herself? Yeah. 93 years What's old the, is real. That's really old. And especially because this was in like the 
I think, 1800s? The late 18th century. So wait, that's 1700s. like 1700s. Well, to live to be 93, maybe she, she was just done. She's yeah. like, you know what? I'm done. She didn't have, they had stricter gun control then. So, <laughs> right. She well, just had to do it herself. She's like, I have outlived all of my friends yeah. and family by 50 years. Time is up. Yeah. When you go, I'm going right after you. I got, I mean, what's the point? What's the point? Really? So anyway, uh, the other spirit, um, was Johnny Arnold, who was the other boy who had hung himself in the attic. Um, they were so fond of him that they lovingly nicknamed him Manny. Oh, uh, he was said to have played with their toys and watched the girls as they played outside. Now there were other spirits that were perhaps not so happy or thrilled to have the parents there. Sure. Um, they claim that on most mornings at 5.15 a.m., um, spirits... The spirits are so punctual in all of these they stories. They love to just to, like... Clockwork. Clockwork. Yeah. They're, yeah. Rut- they're routine people. <laughs> and, that, and this is why I would fail. Yeah, you could, you don't do anything like clockwork. I can't. No. I barely... Like, I get up at a different time every morning. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that my child gets to school in time. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, most mornings at 5.15 a.m., the s- spirits who smelled of rotting flesh no. would visit the sleeping family to lift up their beds and uh, tossing aside whomever were in them. That's awful. Yeah. So gross again. Ew. Yeah. Uh, the parents also claimed to have encountered demonic forces in the mm, farmhouse. No. They would, <laughs> we've heard this before, pull on the girl's hair and limbs during the night. Um, there were banging doors and disembodied cries. Um, one night the family supposedly heard the voice, a voice that told of seven dead soldiers buried within the walls of the home. Oh my gosh. Now this house and we'll post pictures or let's be real. Jay will post pictures cause I'm the worst. You're welcome. Thank you Jay, <laughs> for all you do. Yeah. Um, it's like a small ranch home. So I know like in the movie, in the movie, The Conjuring, if you've seen it, it looks like this really big old, um, civil war era house with columns. But they just chose that. So it looked haunted and cool. They actually built that house, um, on a soundstage, I think in North Carolina. Oh. So they had a really big budget for this movie. So they like threw it into this house. It's this, be- it's this beautiful big house that they built. That's not the case with the actual house. Mm. Um, you know, it's kind of your standard ranch type home. Hmm. So for seven bodies to be buried in the walls is pretty impressive. Sure. Like every wall has a dead body in it is what I'm saying. Yikes. So that's Why cool. would you do that? I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it just seems like, like why put the, uh, I don't know. Maybe that's why it smelled though, like a rotting flush. I, I don't know what to tell you. That's horrifying. Um, so, uh, there was one ghost in particular that was not fond of having them there. Who? Tell. Her name was Beth Bathsheba Thayer. Ooh. That is really hard for somebody who struggles with their S's like me. Bathsheba Thayer? Bathsheba Thayer. Oh, man. If you have a lisp, it's over. <laughs> Good that luck is, singing. Well, that is a tough one. All right. Um, what? Bathsheba Thayer was born in Rhode Island in 1812. In her early 30s, she married a man by the name of Judson Sherman. That's late, by the way. That is for a, that time period. Very late. That's about, like, 14 years later than her contemporaries. Yeah. Well, she was a progressive lady. She wore oh. pants. Is that true? No. I don't oh. know, I don't know oh, anything sorry. about her. Um, that's, yeah. But so. it's very late. So either she was like a spinster mm-hmm. or she was just like, I'm not, I'm not going to give up my life to some man. Um, probably the first. Yeah. So, well, I mean, she <laughs> looked like real. she was a lovely woman from the pictures I've seen. Anyway, um, she gave birth to at least one known son. His name is Herman. Um, they're believed Bathsheba and, uh, Judson are believed to have three other children, um, but they all died at a very young age. I just want to talk about her name for a little bit. Um, it's so biblical. It is, yeah. We don't. What do you think they called her for short? Sheba, Bath. I think they did the whole thing. I think Betty? he called her Mrs. 
Mrs. What was his Judson's last name? Judson Sherman. I'm, I, they, he strikes me as a uh, Mrs. Sherman Mother. type of man. Mother. <laughs> he probably did, yeah. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like she, I, I don't think that she would have a nickname. Okay. Unless it was just like totally like non-direct to her name. Like they called her Pudge. Pudge. <laughs> Babs. <laughs> What's her last name again? Uh, Thayer. Thayer. Pudge Thayer. Pudge Thayer. I don't know why she's Southern. She lives in Rhode Island. Right. Um. <laughs> oh, there goes Pudge. Because you've got three accents and you're going to use them all later. <laughs> exactly. All right. So what we can gather about her from public records is that um, Beth Sheba and Judson. I mean, they're both amazing names. Yeah, they are. Um, and Herman. What a beautiful name. <laughs> But here Do you remember St. Herman I, from the Bible? I don't. But here it says Herbert, so it's unclear oh. as if he's a Herman or a Herbert. Well, well, both are beautiful. I mean, these are both from different uh, sites, um, which, of course, I did a terrible job of documenting, and I'm very sorry. Um, <laughs> so they lived out, so uh, Pudge and uh, Judd. <laughs> Pudge and Judd. Uh-huh. <laughs> they lived out their days. Uh until they uh, they both died in the 1880s. And Herbert Herman Herb, um, he, he died in 1903. Oh. Now, during Bathsheba's lifetime, there was one incident which marked the familia home out as a place of darkness. Oh. It involved the death of an infant. No. And the accusation of murder. 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 Oh, no. Um, Did she kill that kiddo? Well, did Jetty cause the murder was potentially caused by an incision at the back of the head? The fuck? The infant had been in the care of Bathsheba at the time, and her neighbors were quick to accuse her of being a bitch. Witch. Oh. Um, obviously, like that did not bode well for her, and she was ostracized <laughs> by the community. It rarely bodes well when yeah. someone like it. Especially back in the 1800s. Like, here, someone's like, hey, I was a witch. I'd be like, well, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> what kind? <laughs> yeah. What's that mean? Uh, yeah. Back in the Like, 1800s. light, dark, what? Yeah. Like, Wicca. Um, <laughs> blood sugar sex magic. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about here? Are we doing tarot cards? Yeah. What, what, um, <laughs> what style of witch are we? <laughs> no, back then, that was just a well, pudge, sentence to be hanged. Pudge there was just a uh, straight up. Which, according to the neighbors, oh, I know, so sad. She ride a broom? Um, not that we know of, but, mm-hmm. you know, maybe. Can I remind the people what that means? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really fast, that long time ago. Last Halloween, actually. It's, like, only a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like we've been doing this forever. Um, but Noelle and I uh, found the origin of uh, witches riding brooms, and what that was, mm-hmm. was that they would take ergot, which is the fungus that grows off of rye bread, and put it on the handle of a broom because it had the right shape to go into uh, a woman's mucous membrane. Hurts so good. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> so she would. Uh, so when they talked about witches riding brooms all night, that's what they were talking about. Uh, Don't sing that song again. I have a fun story for you. Uh, so I re- recently introduced my daughter to the movie Hocus Pocus. Ugh, that I, piece of shit. I think I sent you a text. I know. And you did not reply. I don't like that movie. Uh, it's a, it's an excellent film. I'm, it's awful. Um, it's The only thing that's good is like when they sing at the dance. I said to my mom <laughs> yesterday, I was like, I introduced um, Ursula to Hocus Pocus and she was like, the Bette Midler movie? Like She had a similar reaction. Yeah. I was like, it's an excellent film, but my mother thinks my taste of movies is shit. She's probably right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> she's right about a lot of things. Well, let's not give her too much credit. Okay. Hi, Joan. But uh, she's definitely not listening. I know. Um, so there's, there like are several scenes where they're riding brooms and my daughter asked about <laughs> why they ride brooms. Did you tell her the truth? And I like, oh man, it was really. A, so good. It was really a struggle Come for on, me. Baby. So I started giggling to myself, first of all, <laughs> like a responsible adult. And then I was like, uh, because it was the only mode of transportation for them at the time. There you go. That's the right answer. The end. No more questions. No more questions. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Um, so, uh, Bathsheba obviously ostracized from the community. Um, 
she I really like her now that her nickname is Pudge. I like her so much. It's more. So endearing to me. Well, so but what was she doing? Fucking like murdering her kiddo. Well, we don't know if that's a real story. Just I I don't know. Okay. I don't know. More to come on that. Um, but she like a lot of people in the community were actually jealous of her because she was actually a very beautiful woman and her husband um did well and they had a a young, healthy boy, and they lived on a private estate. So, mm. um, more than likely, none of this ever happened, and these were just rumors that were spread by jealous people in mm. town. Um, so, uh, people also said that she was a sadist who enjoyed torturing her staff, like much like Madame Lollary. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when she died, they say that her body turned to stone. And that, well, that's probably true. That was part of Satan's price for having granted her beauty. Oh, Satan. Yeah, so there we go. Um, I'm 1800s to New England. Yeah, <laughs> that, that all adds up. So, uh, so the family, the Perrin family believed that um, Bathsheba was um, hating their house because of uh, all of these accusations about her and the pain that she suffered because of it through her life. Um, she, uh, in post, uh, mortem, she was, uh, filled with bitterness and rage. She had been a woman who was tormented by cruel, the cruelty of her fellow man. And therefore <laughs> she <laughs> underline italicized, Bold. Right. Cruelty of man. Cruelty of man. Oh. Uh, she continued, so in the afterlife, um, she continued to nurture this hatred, howling angry cries in the night and tormenting all those she encountered. Dude, Pudge, you gotta let something go. Yeah. So, um, the hey, fam- when I, when I die immediately after you, I'm not gonna take anything with me. I'm letting it all go. I mean, I don't know how many times we have to say this, but we haven't said it for a while. Let it go, friends. Yeah. Girl, do not take shit with you to the other side. It's not worth it, man. Like I'm trying, like, on a daily basis to let it go. If anybody listening right now that thinks I have a grudge against you, I don't. I don't care. I don't even think about you. <laughs> I've really already moved trying. on. I had some trying times today. I'm already past yep, it. We're moving on. I've got some Zinzilla. Got some Noel Schmidt to hang out with. I got a Jay Stagman. Things are good. Yeah, we're things are picking up, man. You know what? There's the internet. I can find new friends there. Yep. But don't, don't forget. Don't do that. Don't. Be cautious. Be cautious, though. Don't go on Craigslist. <laughs> um, stick with Friendster. I also, uh, I'm going to plug a podcast really quick called Dirty John. Uh, it's the new popular thing. It's put out by the LA Times. Um, What's it? What is it? I've never heard of it. It's uh, it's great. It's only six episodes. It's a really easy listen. Um, it's about a, a, a woman who meets a man on Match.com and falls madly in love with him. And I'll leave it right there. But, but he's dirty? Dirty John is the is name. Is he a of... hook, like a hooker no, wrangler? He is not. A real name, John. His real name is John. Okay, I'll stop playing guess and games. I'm just yeah, I don't want to. I, I don't want to give anything away because they do a really nice job of like, re- like slowly telling the story, mm. but like captivating you to want to listen to the next thing because you know that more things are going to come out. So, and it's only six episodes, so I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> I also just realized I said hooker wrangler. You totally I did. Really you apologize. meant to say pip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like what was I trying to say? <laughs> so, uh, um, be careful on those dating websites. Is all meet in a public place. Yeah, take a friend. Okay. Um, share so, a picture of his dick with your friends so they know how to identify. Also, him. I mean, we're pretty sex positive here at 100%. High Spirits Chicago. Uh, just ask before you send your dick. Yeah, don't like just send a dick. <laughs> it is is tough. Just be like, not everybody likes that. So. I'm gonna put on my man's voice. Does it sound like a guy? That's good. Just be like, um, yeah. hey, I have a picture of my penis. Would you like to see that? Nope. And I'm then I'd be like, okay, cool. I'm not sending. Respecting your guess what? Ocular wishes. I've seen it and I know what it looks like and I'm good. I don't need it in text form to live on my phone. Uh, his is probably like way different. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure it's not. Also, I'm really bad at deleting texts, so that would live on my phone. I'm not. I'm the worst. I don't, yeah. You just have to get coordinated. (laughs) We need to get you, like, an intern. Do we need to... Do a high spirits intern Do we need to revisit the routine thing with me and... No? No. (laughs) 
all. I think you can, I'm, I think you can get it together. Can we get an intern? Yep. Great. Uh, starting fiscal year, we're going to go, um, will they do all of our research for us? No, <laughs> you're still on the hook for that. No, uh, no one. Okay. November 1st is, is the start of our new fiscal year. Oh my gosh. We have very few days to get this, make this happen. Yeah. Um, if anybody wants to apply to be our intern, you can uh, email High us Spirit at Chicago. No. Yeah. HighSpiritChicago at gmail.com. Sure. Uh, this is a unpaid internship. <laughs> well, then why are we worrying about the fiscal year? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. We'll pay you in Ubers and um, uh, wine. Yeah. All the wine comes all out of the, Noel's. All the booze you want. Just wine. Anyway. Back to the parents. <laughs> yeah. Um... So the parent family was convinced it was Bathsheba that was haunting them. She focused a lot of attention on Carolyn, the mother. Mm. Um, not only would uh, she issues issue verbal warnings on the regular, uh, she would like to show up in person just to make sure she was really getting her message across. Yikes. Full body apparition. Um, she also, uh, it, it appeared that she kind of had a thing for Roger. Like, she was into him. Ooh. Yeah. She would do it with him? She would touch him inappropriately. What's the word for that? Um, uh, oh. Oh. Spectrophilia? Spectrophilia. Yeah, she would touch him inappropriately when she thought he was alone. (laughs) She was extremely jealous of Carolyn and wanted her out of the house. At one point, um, she appeared in the middle of the night, screaming, Get out! Get out! I'll drive you out with death and gloom! Oh, my. Um... She uh, took some great pleasure in tormenting Carolyn. She slapped her a lot. Yeah, pushed her. Um, so uh, finally, the parents had had enough, and so they enlisted the help. <laughs> Say it one more time. This is always my favorite line in any haunting. The parents had had enough. Finally, they've had <laughs> enough. So what did they do? They enlisted the help of the one and only who, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Who are they? Oh, really? <laughs> uh, paranormal investigating celebrities. The Warren's eyes. The Warren's who were like a really big deal in the seventies because they had come off of the, um, Amityville. Yeah. And I don't know if Amityville had happened yet at this point. Oh, that's right. It hadn't. Um, but they had been doing some other stuff. I think Annabelle had happened. I think, uh, the, the Smurls, the Smurls um, <laughs> good old Smurl family. And I love Lorraine Warren. So Lorraine, Hey boo. Ed, not so much. No. Um, so, but I, you know, out of respect for her, I have to sort of honor his legacy. Just kidding. <laughs> I guess. Um, but I really do love her. She's fast. She's fascinating. She's fascinating. Actually, right here it said they had already gained pseudo celebrity status. Um, pseudo celebrity. So Lorraine, when she entered the house, said she immediately sensed a dark spirit living in the house, named Bathsheba. What? She knew her name. Yeah, I mean, she could have gone to a library. Does she know Pudge? <laughs> A.K.A. Pudge. <laughs> she didn't know Pudge. She's full of shit. <laughs> Her name's starting with a pu 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 That's Sheba Pudge. There? She pointed to a small circular incision at the back of Carolyn's leg, identifying it as Bathsheba's handiwork. Oh, my. Um, Lorraine stated that the wound possessed the same characteristics as the one found drilled into the infant's skull. You'll recall the infant who yeah. was they uh, drilled sacrificed it? to the devil. Um, and oh. that Bathsheba had indeed been guilty of horrific crimes. Oh, poor Bathsheba. She never stood a chance. Not um, that beauty that everyone was so jealous of. Well, that's what happens when you sell your soul to the demon or the devil. <laughs> <laughs> the demon. The demon. Um, as such, uh, Bathsheba was, uh, again, posthumously denounced as a witch. <laughs> In case we were were unclear, sure. she's still a witch. Yeah, that's a good way to rest a spirit. Um, Go in and accuse her of the same bullshit from 100 years ago. The, the Warrens uh, uh, declared the house to be diabolically infested. <laughs> okay. Um, with all of its inhabitants in danger of falling under Bathsheba's power, um, they stated that an exorcism was not possible because the parents were not religious. <gasps> what dicks? Yeah. Well, and here's, so here's. I was going to say, where they order up an exorcism? Well, here's the deal. So in the movie, Ed performs an exorcism on 
uh, Lily, uh, uh, oh shit, I forgot her name, the actor. Lily, uh-huh. she's met, she was in Mystic Pizza, and she was in Six Tyler, Feet Under. Taylor, Lily, Taylor. You know, yeah. 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 She was in Hemlock Grove. Yes. Yeah. She's in all those things. She's, she's fine. She's the same. <laughs> yeah. I like her. Lily Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't say anything. Yes. She was a, like, Joe lies when he cries. Yeah. That'll never be me. That'll never be me. Very good. Yeah. Um, I just, like, sat and, like, smiled at you I for a minute because I was like, <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Lily Taylor plays Carolyn in the movie and, um, she is possessed by Bathsheba in the movie and, uh, the Warrens is perform an exorcism, which they of course dispute because Lorraine states that, um, Ed would never perform an exorcism yeah, that without a make... Catholic priest. Yeah. Like, we would never do something like that. And I, I, I firmly believe I that. I think so too. Yeah. They were very, very religious. So, so that part of the film is inaccurate as well as probably a lot more of it. Um, so they didn't perform an exorcism. Um, they did, however, attempt a seance. With Carolyn in the cellar. I didn't realize the Warrens has got so witchy. Oh, yeah. They did seances? Yeah. I thought they were exorcisms all day, all the time. No, they definitely, they did a seance in the Amityville house. Well, disputable, because they were there for like five minutes one time. I No, I watched a video where they like did something with like some folks. Really? Yeah. Oh. Like, I feel like they went back. Maybe I'm wrong. Because they I'm hung their shingle sure. on that one. I remember when we did it, it was like, yeah. they did not spend a decent amount of time there in any way, shape, or form. But they came back into the house, and Lorraine did a walkthrough. They did it with the TV crew, and I thought that, like, they all spent the night there. No. Huh. Okay. I mean, they could have said that, but... Um, I I just remember watching a documentary where they I watched them perform a seance. That's fascinating. But maybe it was a different one. So I, I might be no, wrong. No, no, I love it. I love it. I love that they're getting down with the... It just seems so antithetical to their practices. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. Yeah, they, they very... usually beat up demons and like like right. uh, uh, push hands on people. They they usually don't do like witchy stuff. Yeah, no, this is very anti. Like this is but I love it. Keep going. So they did a seance, um, with Carolyn in the cellar of the house, and uh, that didn't work out so great. Um, <laughs> even to this day, Lorraine is still traumatized. Um, she said, the... "I don't know. I met her. She's doing fine." Listen, this is this is a direct quote. Okay. She said, the things that went on there were just so incredibly frightening. It still affects me to talk about it today. That's a very good Lorraine. Thank you. Um, so uh, the presence, this is, this is the best part. The presence of the Warrens only infuriated Bathsheba. You at, think? As she stepped up her game and became more violent. Yeah. In the end, the Perrin family asked that the Warrens leave immediately. <laughs> Girl, do not come in here and, like, scold my ghost for witchcraft. Get the fuck out. So, uh... <laughs> so good. So... <laughs> Pudge stepped up her game. Um, they said... But during the seance, uh, Carolyn was... Uh, she was levitated and hurled 20 feet in the air. No. Her father... So, Roger was... Uh, That's a Doris Bither type move. Yeah. that That is true. Uh, Roger was uh, so angry, he almost punched uh, Ed in the face... Oh, no, he did punch him in the face and oh sent him down to the floor, and then he threw the Warrens out of the house. Yikes. Um, so uh, once the Warrens were out, um, then uh, Bathsheba um, seemed to have calmed down a little bit. So uh, unlike the movie, that didn't, like, calm down the the activity in the house. Um and unfortunately, due to financial constraints, the family uh, had to stay in the house. They stayed in the house for the next 10 years. Jesus Christ. Um, they eventually sold the house in 1980 and moved to Georgia. <laughs> um, and then the oldest daughter, Andrea, uh, years later, wrote a book titled House of Darkness, House of Light, uh, which retells the the account. House of Darkness, House of Light? House of Darkness, House of Light. Andrea also has um, a Facebook page that promotes all of her ghost tours. and. At- yeah, dude. Yeah, like, she's super into it. Hot damn. Yeah, Visit- she looks great. She's, like, she was like in her 60s, I think. She looks awesome. What part of Georgia is she doing? Uh, I don't know. She travels all over, it looks like. Dude. Yeah. Andrea Perrin 
Is it Perrin or Perrin? I think it's Perrin. P-E-R-R-O-N. Great. Andrea Perrin, hook up with High Spirits. We want to meet you, talk to you, hang out with you. She seems awesome. Ghosted she seems up with like you. a really cool person. She was a consultant on the film, and she does, like, say that, like, you know, the film doesn't get it completely accurate, and obviously it's, like, it's sensationalized and all this stuff. You gotta but... follow. Oh, they, they, that's what people forget. Like, no one wants to see a horror movie that works like a documentary. No. You're not going to get to the final beat of your horror movie and be like, oh, then the ghost was fine. Right. Or, like, and then the ghost, like, chillaxed a little bit. Like, you have to, then we spent ten more years there. Like, you have to get to a denouement. Yeah, because all you're going to hear occasionally is, like, and then, then you were a ghost. I don't know. I can't see. Did you, wait, do it again. It wasn't me. <gasps> wait, that didn't happen. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Oh. Yeah, or like maybe there will be like a you know the the house settling noise. Like it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not gonna be like. Well, you know, and there's always the music over it that makes everything suspenseful. And yeah. I don't know why I had to raise my arms. To sure, it. the people did not see that, but yeah, man, the amount of effort that you put into uh, da-da, da-da, the physical da-da, commitment da-da, on Noel is amazing. So we um, should do a live version of this at some point. We so should see you. <laughs> Um, she actually says uh, uh, that the, fum- the film is a beautiful tapestry with many elements of truth and some moments of fiction. So a beautiful tapestry? Was she yeah. Carol King? She's so nice. Yeah. Like, she relax. seems like a nice lady. It's a tapestry. Uh, Andrea. Andrea? Andrea? I don't know. We don't know. It's hard to tell. Um, oh, their last name seems a little French. Maybe it's Andrea. Perron. Perron? <laughs> I don't know. My middle name is Andrea, in case anybody cares. I cared. Thank you. Um, now, since they've left the house, the home uh, has had many new residents, all of whom have had some kind of encounter with spirits. Um, and uh, let's talk about that. Andrea claims that in her in her book, everyone who has lived in the house, this is a direct quote, everyone who has lived in the house that we know of has experienced uh, this. Some have left screaming and running for their lives. The man who moved in to begin the restoration on the house when we sold it left screaming without his car, his tools, without his clothing. (laughs) He never went back to the house. And consequently, the people who owned it, the adjacent landowners, never moved in and it sat vacant for years. Oh, my. So, um... So, you know, obviously there, you know, are skeptics about this. There's um, a man who... uh, his, he's a neurologist. His name is Stephen Novella. He is the president of the New England Skeptical Society. He's uh, mostly anti-Warren. Um, uh, I think we've talked about him before. <laughs> yeah, like his thing is, the Warrens are good at telling ghost stories. You could do a lot of movies based on the stories they have spun, but there's absolutely no reason to believe there is any legitimacy to them. Now, one... Uh, a person who disputes all of this that I find to be kind of interesting is the current resident, Norma Sutliff, Sutcliffe. Um, she claims that, um, first of all, the movie has kind of like ruined her life. And oh, she no. said that outright. Like people um, are driving by, they'd like kind of like hop over their fence. They try to like come in and, you know, see sure. things. But that'll die um, down soon, Norma, and you'll go back to being obscure. Don't worry about it. Sure. She's like, every story that we've ever done, though, has like that 10 year plus or minus yeah. interest. They'll never remember. So, you know, I just want to say this like, it's cool to be fascinated in this stuff and it's cool to be interested. Um, but remember that like people live in these houses and they want to live a private life. So leave them alone and, or or get consent. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a tourist attraction. This is like, they don't have a gift shop, right? Like leave them alone. Yeah. Um, just give them some peace or do what I do. Get invited in and then start asking about their ghosts. Exactly. (laughs) Make up a fake story. Like, show up with a box of candy or something and be like, uh, I'm trying, like, a box of candy bars and being like, I'm trying to um, send this basketball team to Washington, D.C. for mm-hmm. this tournament. Will you buy a candy bar? Also, can I come in and use your bathroom? Can we talk about your ghosts? <laughs> Don't bring up the ghosts. Ask to use the bathroom. Like, do the potty dance. No. Do you I mind if I have I... to, do you mind if I use your restroom? Yeah. Well, and then when you're inside, be like, I heard some weird activity. On the ceiling. <laughs> on the ceiling? I don't know. 
Creepies. I heard some dancing on the ceiling. <laughs> Thank you, Lionel Richie. <laughs> anyway, so Norma, Norma, um, pause for drink. Um, <laughs> you look so intense. Nor- so, uh, Norma is like, none of this activity has ever happened. Um, it, it's not, you know, it doesn't exist, but, uh, she did get a little busted with, um, Andrea Perrin because they had a conversation that Andrea Perrin uh, filmed and posted on YouTube where Norma states that she and her husband, Jerry have experienced, have had far less intense experiences in the farmhouse. Um, But it has included door banging in the front hall, sounds of people talking in another room, the sounds of footsteps accompanied by a door opening in another room and her husband's chair vibrating in the study. <laughs> okay. Maybe you left something on the chair, Norma. <laughs> um don't buy your chairs at uh, sharper image. <laughs> um she said the only things that were ever visible to them were a uh, blue light that she saw shoot across the bedroom and her husband once thought he saw fog in the home. <laughs> Um, she is stressed that she always looks at things from a scientific standpoint and that she's never jumped to conclusions over any of these minor experiences. Um, so, uh, she, since this, um, video came out, she actually spent months gathering evidence to disprove the story and the movie. Um, so her husband, Jerry is a minister. Oh, okay. Um, so, right. so that's uh, another thing. Um, so Lorraine Warren uh, states that the reason um, that they haven't experienced more. Oh, don't even say it. This is such trash. Or that they're disputing it is because Jerry is a minister and would not want to reveal such information. Oh, I thought you were going to say, sorry. I thought you were going to say because he's a minister, mm-hmm. the ghosts and demons are acting up less. No, that's what I thought you were going to say. Jerry, Jerry's keeping it to himself. Okay. Um, so I, I, there's nothing that frustrates me more than like the relig, the religiosity of some people where they're like, well, no. the atheist family or yeah. whatever, the non-religious yeah. family got attacked because they didn't have like this <clears throat> shield of God or whatever it is. Right. Okay. As long as we weren't going there, I feel fine. We're not. Yeah. Now, um, uh, this was reported in the Providence Journal. Um, uh, Norma is, uh, working with a journalist, a retired journalist, uh, by the name of Kent, Kent Spotswood. Um, <laughs> that's so, made up. Awesome name. Yeah. Um, they're, uh, they're basically attacking the accuracy of events cited in the movie, um, claiming that there were no murders and no suicides, um, from the previous uh, homeowners, the Arnold from the Arnold family, um, they're saying that there's no reason a ghost would exist in this house. Leave us alone! It's not real. Um, <laughs> so a little bit more context into Bathsheba Sherman, or uh, made a name there. Uh, she was a real person. Um, Spotswood uh, states that she was neither a Satanist nor a witch. Shocking. Um, also, for those listening, those are not the same things. Right. Which is really annoying. She, uh, I mean, I always find it annoying that they're, like, in the same sentence. Right. He is, uh, <clears throat> that's true. Yeah, they they are not. But they, people always say that, like, yeah. oh, she's not a Satanist or a witch. Nor, not the same thing. No. They're not, like, conclusive at all. Yeah. Um, he said that she, uh, so she was born in 1812. She died in 1885 of paralysis, which was probably a stroke. Yeah. Um, he says she was a perfectly normal woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, I'll say this is a perfectly normal moment. I have my moments. Right. Um, so, Andrea Perrin says that she no longer believes that Bathsheba Sherman was the spirit that haunted her family. Um, although, in the book, she does describe her as the prime suspect. Um, According to her, it was Lorraine Warren who, like I said before, walked into the house and said, I sense a malignant presence in the house and her name is Bathsheba. Now, um, 
Perrin says that the spirit haunting might have been Mrs. John Arnold, which I said before was like the one of the pleasant spirits that yeah. the, the girls really liked. Um, and she was also the one that um, allegedly hung herself on the property in the 18th century. The 93-year-old woman. Yeah. Um, well, not so, said Spotswood. Um, <laughs> he said that, he states that there was a Mrs. John Arnold who hung herself, but it was in 1866. Oh. And it was in her own home, which was at least a mile from the parent property. Interesting. Yeah. So, um. But, but those things have a tendency to get, like woven together exactly the legacy of like a suicide in a small town or yeah. like in a small area right um you see that you see that a lot on uh, so much the folklore of a little area oh yeah it. totally well you've seen a lot too on um uh the dead files the medium and the mook um where <laughs> uh it's on the uh which airs on the travel channel check it out hey the dead files i'm a i'm a New York cop, and I've been following murder mystery or murders my whole life. And um, Amy Allen is the and I guy. see dead people. Yeah. Um. So it's so good, you guys. Watch it, please. What's my um, guy's name? Uh, Steve Deshava. Steve Deshava. Um. But they but they do that a lot. Like in his research work, he'll find out that like somebody was murdered a mile away, and the family family will claim that that like somebody that strongly resembles that person is in their home. Right. Um, Which is easy to do. I mean, yeah. a mile away is not in that, far. In that time, and, too, because there was so much space in between homes, yeah. that that's really not that far. Like, that's like a farm field away for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, and I was so, going to say, too, like with the vanishing hitchhiker stories, which are uh, myriad, anytime you're going to look into urban legends or you're going to look into ghosts, some woman is going to be on the side of the road in a white dress hitchhiking Mm -hmm. we know that right yeah and so oftentimes um that's like based on a vehicular homicide that happened like 10 miles away like 25 years ago it doesn't make any sense whatsoever but people cling to that because it's uh it helps them Mm -hmm. you and i've talked about this we talked about this when we talked about resurrection mary like that hitchhiking ghost could be like five a 500 year go 500 year old ghost right but you might contextualize her as a hitchhiker because that's all you can imagine and yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. She could just be merely a chick on the side of the road. Right. But she just keeps... Well, and yeah, and we talked about the fact that, like, you know, we're, you know, we live in a, a retro time, so <laughs> we she could be wearing a, a gown from the 50s <laughs> or whatever, and we're like, oh, like, that's just a regular girl who is re- weirdly wearing a halter dress in 30 degree weather Mm -hmm. Um, happens. Let's help her. Um, so, uh, I will leave you with this. Um, whoever the spirit was, Andrea Perrin, uh, she, she stands by her account. The family stands by their account. They, they strongly believe that this happened to them, that they experienced this together. Um, and this is what, parent says when she you know she saw this spirit and this is her description she was hideous her head was hanging off her neck her head looked like a desiccated hornet's nest covered with cobwebs she had hollow vacant eyes thin lips jagged yellow teeth sounds like that uh decoration you have up for halloween it does actually sound very much like that (laughs) target should like just pull that for a pull quote Uh, I believe I got it at Party City. Oh, okay. All right. Um, well, Party City, that sounds terrifying. Or a Halloween store. It's hard to say. I just go into yeah. places and get Halloween decorations. Just I have a big problem. Andrea Perrin has a really good way with words. She, I mean, she's written some books. Yeah. She's, I believe, self-published uh, at least two books. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Nope, not at all. Um, yeah, check out her Facebook page, Andrea Perrin, P-E-R-R-O-N. Um, I'm going to check it out. Watch the movie The Conjuring. It's really well done, and I, I haven't seen really it. Really like that movie. It's mm. it's it's spooky. It's really good. Um, featuring the Warrenses, Ed and Lorraine, Ed and Lorraine, featuring Warren's eyes, Vera Farmiga as a uh, Lorraine and that guy. I don't know, Paul Giamatti. Cole. I'm kidding. <laughs> what is his name? I gotta look him up. Vamp, uh, vamp, vamp. Oh God. Um, 
Hey, everybody. Uh, <laughs> as I'm vamping here, I would like to let you know that you can check us out on Facebook. We're High Spirits Chicago. Um, you can, of course, check us out on SoundCloud. Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson, the famous Patrick Wilson, yes. is uh, the star of those films. Um, you can also check us out on SoundCloud at High Spirit Chicago Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on iTunes, High, High Spirit Chicago Podcast. So uh, give us a listen. Give us a whirl. Um, give us a rating. Please. Give us a rating. Unless yeah. you hate Wisconsin sports. <laughs> Which is fine. Mm-hmm. I mean... <laughs> Listen, the one thing the one thing that Noel and I know, uh, having done this for just a little bit of time and and really like interacting with the public in a, in in probably the strangest way I've ever interacted with the public. Yeah. That like we're not for everybody. But that's okay. We get it. <laughs> like, we don't know. worry about it. Um I, I this is a fun little story. Uh I was with some coworkers recently and somebody asked about the podcast. And they're like, what's it called again? And and she looked it up and she pulled it up on iTunes. And um, she was like, oh, my gosh, this comment is so rude. And it was the the Wisconsin sports comment. And I just burst out laughing. And I was like, oh, that's all me. And she's like, well, I knew it was you. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's going to be one that, like, micro focuses on me. And it's like... Stop being fucking sick all the time and stop talking about Dolly Parton. And I'm like, no, I can't. And I won't. These are things that I do. I always have the plague and I talk about Dolly Parton. Yeah. That's my legacy. Well, listen, we've been experiencing some weird weather here in Chicago. And so allergies are ripe and fresh with us. Oh my God. I can't get it We just had another summer day. It like, I woke up this morning with the stuffiest (laughs) nose and I was so angry at the weather and life because I thought like, like I was constant done. rain in the yeah. 60s to like like pushing 80 it's just it's fucking weird it's gonna be 77 degrees tomorrow and I'm mad it's almost November it's I'm mid October I want I'm mad at the coal industry I want my fall weather Okay. I want my leaves to turn. I want the leaves are turning. I know. I want a nice breeze in my hair. <laughs> that's not a ghost touching my hair. All of it is ghost touching your hair. There is no such thing as wind. Everybody. I want to be able to wear. You heard a, it here first. There's no such thing as wind. That's just ghost touches. Ghost, ghost fingers. Um, <laughs> I want to wear a nice light fall jacket at the pumpkin patch. Yeah. And some boots. God damn it, I want to wear boots. I'm wearing boots right yeah, now. Yeah, I was like, you're fucking wearing boots. I live in boots. Yeah. Please. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening yeah. to High Spirits. I'm Jay Segman. With me, as always, is Noelle Schmidt. She's fucking amazing. And we really do appreciate you guys listening to us uh, drink alcohol and talk about ghosts. Uh, Noelle has one last terrifying thing to say to you. Sweet dreams. <laughs>